Hi, this is Josh, and welcome to the Baseball Week, a weekly look around Major League Baseball. We'll lead off this week talking like we like to about Mike Trout, who played his 1,000th career Major League game this past week. So there's something amazing Mike Trout does every week, so for this week's Week in Mike Trout, we're going to look at one statistic, our statistic of the week, that I think sums up as well as any other the dominance, the incredible play of Mike Trout over his first 1,000 games as a major league player. And there's a lot of stats you could, you could choose from. A lot of stats comparing Mike Trout to the all-time greats in one place or another place. To sum them all up, Mike Trout is seemingly among the league leaders in just about every statistic for players among their first 1,000 games, whether it's home runs, whether it's walks, whether it's on base percentage. One place or another, he is just doing amazingly well. The number I want to look at is 2. Very simple number two. Our stat of the week two is the longest streak in Mike Trout's career of consecutive games played without reaching base. That's right. Mike Trout has never played three consecutive games in which he has not reached base, which, if that sounds very impressive, it is very impressive. To put that two-game streak in perspective a little bit, over that 1,000 games, Anaheim Angels hitters have had 197 streaks of three games or longer in total. Um, and Mike Trout, again, has had no streaks of that length. Mike Trout has had 13 times where he's gone two straight games without reaching base. In the third game after that two-game slump, Mike Trout's slash line is a 326 batting average, 412 on base percentage, 558 slugging percentage. So he does not stretch that slump into a third game. There's a lot of ways you can parse this stat. It's incredible. Just on the surface, he's never gone three straight games without reaching base. That's about all you need to know to understand the level of consistent dominance Mike Trout has shown throughout his entire Major League career. But hey, Mike Trout, not our player of the week this week. He was last week. He could be many weeks. He actually had a really good week. He had 400, but uh, not quite enough for player of the week this week. This week's award is going to go to Nelson Cruz of the Seattle Mariners. Cruz with a 17.07 on-base plus slugging percentage. His batting average 522, on-base percentage 577, slugging... Uh, 1,130, 11.30. Nelson Cruz also hit four home runs this past week with nine RBI. And Nelson Cruz, the DH for Seattle, who's just really solid every year, great power hitter every year, uh, certainly deserving of our Player of the Week. There are other players with great weeks this week. Dubo Rare of the Phillies hit a home run in five straight games, and his numbers were just not quite as good as Nelson Cruz's. He would be my runner-up for this week. Uh, other great weeks, too, Jose Altuve hitting great like he always seems to, but Nelson Cruz, our player of the week. For our pitcher of the week this week, we're going to go with Trevor Bauer of the Cleveland Indians. Trevor Bauer this past week had an 0.68 ERA in two starts, pitched 13 and a third innings, went 2-0 in those games. So really, really strong week for Trevor Bauer. His walks and his innings pitch was under one, always good when you can do that. Just across the board, really, really strong 19 strikeouts compared to four walks. We'd go on and on. He had a great week. Trevor Bauer, really good. Pitcher for Cleveland, really interesting guy. In addition to being obviously great at baseball, you go to his website, BauerOutage.com. He's got information on drones, information on his photography. It's a very interesting all-around guy. Uh, Trevor Bauer, also our Pitcher of the Week. And our Team of the Week this week, the Cleveland Indians who did not lose this past week. Always a good way to get Team of the Week. Going 6-0. and Actually, there were two other teams who did not lose this past week either. The Texas Rangers, Cincinnati Reds. 
but I thought Cleveland's wins may be a little more impressive. Cleveland also a first-place team, while Cincy and Texas are in last place in their respective divisions. So Cleveland got the edge. Cleveland, a team that's been in first place pretty much all year, but not that impressively. The AL Central's been pretty weak. But thanks in part to this past week, Cleveland is now eight games up on Detroit and Minnesota in the American League Central. American League Central, which again has been pretty weak overall. But Cleveland now at 43-33, and 33, they've righted the ship as far as their record, as they really look to be a contender in the very, very strong American League. Just to look at the standings a little bit more, as I said, the American League, the Yankees, Red Sox, and Astros, the class of that league. All those teams, similar records, all hovering around 25 games over 500, which is pretty darn good. Cleveland and Seattle also off to really good starts in the American League. National League, the NL East has Braves, Phillies, and Nationals all contending for first. In the Central, we've got the Brewers, Cubs, and Cardinals contending for first. In the West is the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers and the Giants at 500, still hanging around as well. Plus the Rockies, one game under 500 also, still hanging around. Uh, a couple other teams, the Pirates have fallen off a little bit. They're now five under 500, but still a lot of teams in contention. National League, a little more balanced overall than the American League but a lot of intriguing teams, intriguing races, as baseball is in its summer stretch right now. Let's also look at the top 10 players and wins above replacement this year. That's WAR, the stat that compares kind of a player's overall performance to that of a replacement-level player. Again, WAR is not a perfect statistic, but it's a really nice way to get a good catch-all for how our player is doing offensively, defensively, pitching-wise, any area you can think of. For the most part, we'll we'll cover it and give a nice overall view of a player. Number 10 in war right now is Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees with a war a little bit under 4. Aaron Judge having a really strong sophomore year after his super impressive bursting onto the scene rookie year last year with the Yankees. He's a big reason why the Yankees are one of the best teams in baseball so far this year. Not the highest rated Yankee in war, though. We'll get to him in a minute. Number nine on our list, Lorenzo Cain of the Milwaukee Brewers, who's been under the radar this year in a lot of ways, but having a great season, including a really nice defensive war. Defensive war is above 1, 1.32. Good offensive war as well, certainly. Lorenzo Cain, 3.95 war. Number nine on our list. Number eight on our list is the top Yankee. That's Luis Severino with a war of 4.03. The great young pitcher for the Yankees. Doing great work for them, certainly. Him and Judge two really, really strong players in this new core of the New York Yankees that look like they're going to be great for years to come. Number seven on our war list is Francisco Lindor of the Cleveland Indians, having a great year offensively, defensively, actually the best defensive war of any player in the top ten here. Francisco Lindor, though, not the highest-ranked Cleveland Indian in war, not the second-highest-ranked Cleveland Indian in war. Cleveland's got three players in the top seven. It's quite impressive. Number six on our list is Aaron Nola, the great young pitcher for the Philadelphia Phillies. Really started having a breakout as one of the better young pitchers in baseball last year. He's just continued that this year, and he's just done a brilliant, brilliant job for the Philadelphia Phillies. Number five is Mookie Betts, who despite missing weeks of the season with an injury, he's been that good that he's still fifth in war despite missing all that time. Mookie Betts and all these guys now are in the kind of the mid-fours for war. Mookie Betts' war is 4.38. Aaron Nolas is 4.25. Francisco Lindores is 4.2. So now the top four. And number four, our second highest pitcher and second highest Cleveland Indian is the great Corey Kluber with a war of 4.7. Corey Kluber has just been brilliant all year. 
certainly a Cy Young candidate in the American League. Number three is our top pitcher in Major League Baseball for war, and that is Jacob deGrom of the New York Mets, who's gotten very, very little run support for the Mets. The Mets really struggling overall, but Jacob deGrom has been completely brilliant for the Mets. His war is 4.75, compared to Kluber's is 4.7. Jacob deGrom has been really under the radar because the Mets have struggled so much, but his ERA well under two. He is, if not the leading Cy Young candidate in the National League, certainly right up there with Max Scherzer. Jacob deGrom, an amazing year, certainly deserves to be recognized, and he is number four, number three, rather, in war and the highest-ranked pitcher in war this year so far. Number two in war is our top Cleveland Indian, Jose Ramirez, with a war of 5.02. Defensive war just over one, offensive war over four. Jose Ramirez, 5.02 war overall. He has been Great, great, great for Cleveland. And Cleveland with three of the top seven players in war, a big reason why they are moving on up in the standings and why they are now easily in first place in the American League Central. And number one in war, probably anticlimactic, but it is Mike Trout with a war of 6.56. Again, Jose Ramirez's war is 5.02. The top 10 was everybody going from the very 5.02 with Ramirez. Number 10, Aaron Judge, was 3.93. Max Scherzer is 6.56, which means the difference between number 2 and number 10 is less than the difference between number 1 and number 2 in war. So Mike Trout, what can you say? He is the best player in Major League Baseball, and this is just another way to show it. By the way, Trout has fallen slightly behind Babe Ruth's pace for highest war by a position player in the modern era. Ruth's war was 14.01 in 1923. Trout's now on pace for a 13.8 war, which is still pretty good. So, really, it's a very close race right now. Really an interesting, interesting race to keep track of as the season continues. A couple other notes from this past week. One, I want to look at Edwin Jackson now of the Oakland Athletics. Edwin Jackson probably played for your home team at one point. He's now played for 13 Major League teams, Oakland being his 13th team. He is tied for the record for most franchises played for by one player, tying Octavio Dotel, uh, a reliever who played also for 13 teams. Dotel, I best remember as a Houston Astro, that really strong Astros bullpen with Brad Lidge and Billy Wagner back about 15 or 20 years ago. Uh, Octavio Dotel, really nice reliever for a lot of teams. Edmund Jackson, solid starting pitcher for a lot of teams over the years. Again, now joining his 13th franchise, the Oakland Athletics. So hopefully for him, he sticks there, or somewhere at least, and continue his interesting Interesting uh, travel, fulfilled career. One other note about the Oakland A's this week. They're a surprise team overall. In fact, they're above 500. Surprising to a lot of people. Did not expect them to do that well. And this past week, they just tied a major league record for most consecutive road games with a home run. Oakland not with a lot of big names in their lineup. Not a lot of traditional power hitters. Also a team that plays in the pitcher park at home. But on the road, they've now gone 24 straight games with a home run, tying the 1996 Baltimore Orioles for the Major League record. So, nice achievement there for Oakland. Speaking of home runs, let's ask our trivia question of the week. What Major League player has the most home runs in baseball since 2009? Since 2009, so over the last approximately 10 seasons, what Major League player leads baseball in home runs? The answer will be revealed at the end of the episode. Another notable home run achievement this week by Jesus Aguilar of the Milwaukee Brewers. Aguilar has been a nice surprise for Milwaukee this year. 
And Milwaukee was being no hit the other day by St. Louis by Jack Flaherty of the Cardinals when Jesus Aguilar broke up the no-hitter in the seventh inning with a home run. So that was the first run in the game for Milwaukee. Now we're in the bottom of the ninth. It's a 1-1 game. Jesus Aguilar comes up again. He hits another home run, a walk-off home run. So Milwaukee in this game has two runs on three hits, including two home runs by Jesus Aguilar. So great offensive performance there, and Aguilar and the Brewers get the win in dramatic fashion. Milwaukee continuing their really nice first half of the Major League season for the Brewers still in first place. Aguilar is a really good story, too, by the way. He grew up in Venezuela, signed by the Cleveland Indians, was in the minors with them for a while. Cleveland actually put him on waivers this past offseason. Milwaukee picked up Aguilar, still seemed like a long shot to make the Major League roster on opening day, but he did, and now he is a centerpiece of this team, one of the best players on Milwaukee on a first-place Major League team. So certainly a guy to root for here. And that's something great about baseball, really, right there. Another something great about baseball. Let's look at what happened with Juan Soto this week of the Washington Nationals. One of the really beautiful, quirky things about Major League Baseball we saw this week. Juan Soto, the great young player for the Nationals, made his debut earlier this year, just 19 years old. And Juan Soto, in a game again this past week for the Washington Nationals, hit a home run against the New York Yankees. Okay, that's good. Nice, nice job, but... On the surface, not that amazing, but here's what happened. This was a continuation of the game that was suspended on May 15th. Again, the game was suspended on May 15th. Keep that in mind. And all stats from this game count toward May 15th. Well, Juan Soto made his Major League debut on May 20th. So Juan Soto has now hit a home run before he made his Major League debut. That is what the records will show. Juan Soto homered on a game starting on May 15th. The home run is credited toward May 15th, and Juan Soto's Major League debut is credited to May 20th. So Juan Soto has broken space-time, hit a home run before his Major League debut. And if you're wondering, this will not be considered the first home run of Juan Soto's career. That's still his first Major League home run he hit after his May 20th call-up but this will be a home run that Juan Soto hit before his Major League debut. So anytime you can break space-time with a Major League stat, certainly a nice quirk, fun quirk, and that's something great about Major League Baseball this week is that you got these great quirky statistics that kind of challenge your brain a little bit, and they're just fun. So yes, not very good odds that a man would hit a home run before his Major League debut, but this week was full of very unusual things, Mike Trout's first 1,000 games and all the incredible statistics that go along with them. The odd home run uh, turns for Jesus Aguilar bringing up a no-hitter with a home run and then hitting a walk-off home run a couple innings later. Or the Oakland A's, a team with very few household names, hitting so many home runs on the road consecutively. Or just Edmund Jackson playing for 13 teams. Full of unlikely things this week in Major League Baseball. None more so certainly than Juan Solo and all summed up very well by the man with a very similar name to Han, to Juan Soto, Han Solo, who, as of course, when told the unlikeliness of something famously said, never tell me the odds. So that's our quote of the week, and that's this week in Major League Baseball. All right, now time to wrap up the episode and look at our trivia answer. Again, the trivia question, what Major League player has the most home runs since 2009? Well, this player was actually mentioned earlier in the episode, and it's not Mike Trout. It's Nelson Cruz, 
Uh, now, the Seattle Mariners, Nelson Cruz with the most home runs of any player in Major League Baseball since 2009. Again, he's a little bit under the radar sometimes, but a very consistent, very good power hitter. Just gets the job done every year. Nelson Cruz, this week's trivia answer. And that'll do it for this week's episode. Any questions or comments, please feel free to email us at thebaseballweek at gmail.com. That's thebaseballweek at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening and have a wonderful week. Take care.